Hello, and welcome to Firsts. I'm your host, Lisa Curio-Parker, and this is a podcast about first times that range from your first one-night stand to your first psychedelic. It's full of stories from people around me, friends, family, strangers on the street, whoever wants to come in and talk. Hopefully, my guest and I can make you think, cry, and maybe even laugh a little. Today's topic is first time blacking out. So, fuck, man, the first time I blacked out, I was going to school in Switzerland. You heard about it in the last episode. I was living away from home, having issues being away from my parents. So I was 17 when I went to Switzerland for about six months, and my parents decided to come visit me for my 18th birthday, and the laws in Switzerland are you can have soft liquors at 16, so beer and wine, and you can have hard liquors at 18, so every every other freaking alcohol you want, you could have. But I was, I was fine with beer and wine at 17, so it didn't really matter. So when my parents came to visit me. I had already made three really close friends. I'm still close to them to this day. It's been about five years. My parents came for my 18th birthday, and we're all foodies in my family. My mom, my dad, we love good food. So I took them, or maybe they took me, I don't remember, but we went to this restaurant next to the lake where I lived in Switzerland. All the food was really influenced by Italian culture. So we went to an Italian restaurant and back at home in LA, that is one of my favorite type of food. So I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. It was better than fucking Buca de Beppo. So. <laughs> We went to the restaurant. It was my three closest friends. It was Sonia, Ashley, and Ian who came to the dinner. It was just like a casual 18th birthday dinner. And I remember Sonia got a beer and we were all the same age. We were all 17, 18 years old. And my dad looks at me and he's like, this 18 year old knows like what kind of good beer to drink. Like, It was just the funniest thing to see his reaction come visit me and like already knowing what's up with alcohol. And so we have the dinner, food's great. I'm not really sure how culturally accurate this is, but at the end of most Italian dinners, you have a dessert and sometimes you have a dessert liqueur. So we had a limoncello shot And oh my god, for an 18 year old, it is like one of the worst tasting things. I kind of like them now, but I'm not really into sweet alcohol, so... (laughs) After a giant plate of spaghetti and whatever dessert I had, I had this limoncello shot and I was feeling pretty good. I think I might have had one glass of wine with dinner. No big deal. And the restaurant where we went to is near the lake where we lived. And we had to climb up, where I lived was super hilly, so we had to climb up to this hill to my apartment. And we dropped off my parents at their hotel, they were kind of close. And then, (laughs) Ashley, Ian, Sonia and I had to walk back to our dorm room. We all lived in the same dorm, and I was already feeling the alcohol. I was having a good time, joking around, and so we make it back to our dorm room. And we're still, we're still drinking. They're like, it's your 18th birthday, you have to go nuts. And I'm like what and they're like yeah in europe it's the equivalent of the 21st birthday if you're not next to a toilet you're not doing it right and i just thought i don't want to wake up next to a toilet right now i'm not ready for this so we started playing some card games some other people came to we were in sonia's room and 
I think there were about like six or eight of us and we were all drinking. We were playing card games and I'm trying to remember there was we had a Georgian friend come hang out with us, not the state, the country, and he was teaching us this game Durak. It's kind of like you'll understand the game sober, but when you're drunk, it just doesn't make sense. So the whole time someone's explaining to you how to play. And I was that really drunk person who had to be explained every freaking rule every five seconds. And I hate being that person. I hate explaining the rules. So I was just like, I'm frustrated. I'll just take the freaking shot for everybody. So I was getting hammered at this point at a really fast rate. And I just remember, I think I lasted, I don't know, it was pretty late. It was probably like around 1 or 2 a.m. I just remember playing the card games and laying on Sonia's bed. And that was it. I blacked out. I don't remember the rest. I just remember cards everywhere. And it's not the most exciting story, but when you're 18 years old, you're tripping out, things are looking different, and your brain isn't sure how to handle it if you're not a usual drinker by the time you're 16 or 17, which I wasn't. So it was just experiencing that and the mixture of alcohols and I don't know, waking up the next morning, it is just one of the worst feelings. It is one of the birthdays I'll never forget. I just can still see cards all over the floor and I probably danced my head off. I can't, the, sh- the shitty part is I can't recollect a lot of the memories because I did blackout, but... Thankfully that it was one of the few times I ever did because I learned how bad it can be. Here's Janine talking about going into the depths of hell. Oh wait, she just blacked out. So my first blackout was when I was in undergrad. Uh, I lived in a townhouse with eight different girls. Uh, I was one of eight girls. Um, And next door to us was a townhouse full of eight guys, and four of those guys were from Spain. So they're huge into drinking, and we used to go over there all the time and have like little hangouts and shindigs and whatnot. And this one particular evening, I was in, we were, I went to school in Ohio, so uh, it was in December and there was a little bit of snow on the ground, it was pretty cold outside. We went over to the Spaniard's house in this little tiny room that was shaped like an L, and really was only fit mat for max like four people and there was about 25 of us in there. I was sitting there and we were drinking sangria and the entire night my friend Jose, he didn't let my cup go empty or even below half full. So, <laughs> and I didn't realize this at the time. I thought like, I was like, sweet, my I just always have a constant flow of drinks. So then I, afterwards, like, it disperses, it's probably about 3 o'clock in the morning, probably like 15 degrees outside. I go home with my then boyfriend and my two roommates, and one uh, was from Georgia, the country. And we're sitting there, like, trying to let the, the, uh, the alcohol wear off. I look over at her, and I go, Elena, are you a lesbian? And by no means was she a lesbian, nor did it matter, nor did I care. But for some reason, I was very insistent that she was a lesbian. And everybody thought it was, like, the funniest thing ever. I have no idea why. And they're like, no, no, you know, she's not a lesbian. It's it's okay. Like, you're just drunk, whatever. And I was like, no, I swear she is. I swear. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. So then I got it in my head that I wanted to go for a walk. And I said, hey, 
Let's go over to the water waterfall. I lived in rural southern Ohio slash northern Kentucky. There was no waterfall. So my friends are like, what waterfall are you talking about? There's no waterfall. And I was like, yes, there's a waterfall. At the end of the street, there's a waterfall. So they're like, okay, Janine, well, we'll walk you to the waterfall. So they, we go outside and we're walking down the street and I'm insistent that there's a waterfall. And we, I look up and at the end of the, at the end of the sidewalk, I see a flashing light. And it's one of those stoplights that was like out of order. So it was like flashing so cars would know just like use the light as a stop sign or whatever. And I start freaking out and I look at my friends and I look at my boyfriend and I'm like, oh my God, we're in hell. Why are we in hell? Like what, what happened? And they're like, we're not in hell. I was like, yes, that, that light, we're in hell. We're going to hell. You're taking me to hell. And they're like, no, Janine, no, we're going to the waterfall. We're going to the waterfall and we're still walking towards this light and I'm freaking out. And finally we show up to the water fountain that has been turned off for the, for the winter. And I was like, what the hell? The waterfall's turned off. They're just like, Janine, this is a water fountain, not a waterfall. I'm like, no, this is a waterfall. A water fountain is something completely different. And I was insistent that a waterfall and a water fountain were opposite of what they actually are. Uh, so then after about five or ten minutes of sitting outside and super cold weather my friends were like okay let's we need to go back now so we turn around we start walking back and walking back towards my house on the same road or sidewalk at the other end there is a flashing green light and I was so ecstatic that we were leaving hell and going to heaven apparently you know I'm like oh we're leaving hell we're going back to heaven woo get back to my house. I'm still insistent that Elena is a lesbian. Still don't know why. So then the next morning when I woke up and they tell me all this, I had no recollection whatsoever of any of it. I profusely apologized and made everybody pancakes. Jeff was just a wee youngin' when he had his first blackout. I was 12 years old. It was New Year's Eve. And my brother was house-sitting for my grandma, and I convinced my mom to let me house-sit with him. It was a long shot, but she ended up letting me house-sit with him because she thought we were going to be good and stay at the apartment. So as soon as my mom left, my brother calls my cousin and finds out where the closest party is. Not even the closest. It was like the only party. It was like... 40 minutes away it was far and we stopped at the liquor store and we each got our own bottles and i'm only 12 and i get a 750 milliliter of captain morgan because i thought it was cool and a pack of my own cigarettes because i thought that was cool which really wasn't but we roll into this party and it's a trailer house it is the crappiest house i've ever seen super white trash it's got like a deck coming out just white walls that are crumbling and we get inside and there's just sardine can full of people and there's so many people in here everybody's dancing there's loud music and I'm walking around there's tons of bottles of liquor in the kitchen and then I go to the bathroom and they have the bathroom filled with black trash bags and filled with a alcohol they call wapi up in the midwest it's when you put a bunch of different types of fruit and then just mix a bunch of types of liquor totally annihilates you so I'm only 12 this is like my first real drinking experience 
I'm, I take a glass of wapi and drink it with my brother and we basically chug it and you eat the fruit and it gets you even more messed up and I ended up eating so much of that fruit but only two hours into it I think I'm already wasted I drank like half the bottle I had given a couple shots away to people girls were coming up and being like oh you're so cute because I was only like 13 12 or 13 years old and everybody else is like seniors in high school or juniors in high school or even just graduated because I was hanging out with an older crowd and my brother's crowd. So before I know it, it's probably 10 minutes before the, the ball drops and it's like New Year's Eve. So before I know it, I'm just, I have the spins and I leave the trailer park and I think my brother noticed me. I go to the other side where nobody can see me and... I projectile vomited, and that was the first time I ever threw up from alcohol, and it was just like, I remember being like, fascinated and disgusted and feeling terrible and sick all at the same time, and like, my vision was so blurry, I could barely like, see where I was walking, and everything was spinning, and I noticed my brother was kind of like, before I knew it, my brother was like, by my side, like, helping me, and he, like, I browned out, I don't really remember how it happened, but he like, got me to the car somehow, and left me in the car, and he's like, I'll be back, and I remember seeing that, and I just kind of, like, my vision just blurred out, and then, before I know it, I wake up, I open my eyes, and I look around, and I'm laying in this bed that smelled like an old person with embroidered roses, and I was in my grandma's bed. I woke up in my grandma's bed. (laughs) Somehow, my brother carried me from the car into her house where we were house sitting the next day and tucked me in and everything and that was a heck of a night that I will never forget. Bridget here experienced a permanent type of blackout. Well I wish I could tell you I remember it but uh, I do remember the aftermath. It was spring break of my senior year of college many moons ago. I will not disclose that information. I had played a sport for my first two years of college that took away my spring break. So my junior year was calm and then I decided my senior year I would go all out and boy did I go all out. We went to Panama City Beach, Florida and it was a bunch of my teammates and I. There were probably like 11 girls and 14 guys which is never a good mix. We drove 12 hours down there And on the second day, so we're drinking all day on the beach, and then we have like a slice of turkey, deli meat, and then we start, then we shower, and then we start drinking again, and then we eat like a whole pizza, you know, at night. So that was our nutritional uh, intake. But that Tuesday, I believe it was Tuesday, it might have been Wednesday, (laughs) who knows, (laughs) that Tuesday, we decided when we were on the beach that we were going to go out that night to Club La Vila. If you're familiar with Panama City Beach, you definitely know that Club La Vila is where you go to catch something that you can't even pronounce the name of. So we were drinking all day. Literally, I don't even remember changing my clothes. Um, I guess I went to Club La Vila, but I woke up (laughs) the next day, fast forward like 12 hours, because I don't remember. Uh, But I woke up the next day and my foot was wrapped in Uh, saran wrap. I thought to myself, oh shit. (laughs) 
my parents are gonna kill me. I had decided to get a tattoo in my drunken stupor. Surprisingly, I was really proud of myself. It was a white tattoo, thank God. And it was on my foot, but my friend had gotten one as well. And hers was not white. So we were asking all of our friends how the night played out. And apparently it was my idea, um, genius. We decided that we were, this was at like 7 p.m. that we got these tattoos. And they, our friend drove us who was sober and didn't stop us, which I don't consider them a friend anymore. And drove us down the street and the people apparently asked us if we had been drinking the last 12 hours and we played it off. I don't know how, but he let us in and we picked pictures off the internet and everything to permanently place on our bodies. And I ended up doing a clada, which is a Irish symbol of love, which... Um, also, another reason I'm really proud of myself, because I, I have a wear a ring every day, but also, why would I choose that? Like, I had always thought that I would think a long time on what I would put on my body permanently, uh, but I guess, I guess I didn't need to. So we got it. Oh, and I also got my ear pierced, which was interesting but it was it's actually kind of cute it's my favorite piercing now that was not on the agenda and then after we got our tattoos my friend got a braves a that she now works for the braves and she showed them her tattoo in the interview and i was like that could have gone two ways for you one being yeah that's awesome two being oh my god this person is a crazy fan and we cannot let her within 100 yards of our office. But I guess it worked out in her favor. So she had the Braves A, and I have a white clatter that looks like ringworm. I swear to God. And they said it would fade. Uh, I got a little sheet of paper. I don't know how I got home with that. That It said it would fade in five years. It is now years later and it's still there so i don't know about that well i do i'm a walking i'm walking proof that tattoos do last even if they're white unfortunately and apparently i got back and i was like complaining that i was so hungry typical drunk me and i still do that to this day even though i just brown out now because i'm old and I, apparently i got in the shower which you're not supposed to do and you're not supposed to get it wet got in the shower and started eating SpaghettiOs straight out of the can sitting in the shower. Uh, there's a video of that that will never resurface. I'm pretty sure I deleted all traces, but I am still stuck with the tattoo as memory of that evening. So <laughs> really proud of myself for that. Um, just pent up years of not being able to party, uh, all accumulated into uh, one crazy night that uh, I wish I could say I remembered. Now I have <laughs> a little souvenir to look back on. Actually two, my ear. Uh, two souvenirs in that video. If my friend promised, she said she promised you would delete it, but who knows? <laughs> I have trust issues at this point. And uh, so yeah, first, first blackout. Um, now I'm scared to do it again. First is me, Lisa Curia Parker. Today's guests include Janine Gray, who has not gone back to the depths of hell, thankfully. Bridget Winstead, who who now has the tattoo and can show it off. And Jeffrey Cote, who has learned his lesson. Thanks for listening to First. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did that much, please share with your friends. It really helps. Write reviews on iTunes. Do whatever you can. Spread the word. Also, make sure to like our Facebook page and listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and other podcast streaming services. If you have any comments, questions, or want to be on the show, email podcastfirsts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
this is going to have a lot of editing. <laughs>